Hi everybody, David Thexton here from Consultex and welcome to this week's podcast, Everything Business Consulting, a weekly podcast all about business consulting and where we talk about many different topics and interview really interesting people from our global network. If you want to be or are a business consultant already, this is the podcast for you. Hi Paul, welcome to our interview section. Paul's based in Auckland in New Zealand and he's been with Consultex for about three years, I think, but he'll tell us more accurately in a minute. Uh, Paul, are you all fired up and ready to go? Absolutely, David. I'm here, ready to go. Excellent. You've been involved in business consulting for some time now. Could you tell us uh, what you were doing before you became a consultant? Okay, I guess I had a reasonably um, classic background in, in general management, uh, but I got I got into general management through a product development, sales and marketing background. Did a um, an MBA, and then through the corporate I was working for, managed to get advanced into general management positions with um, acquired businesses essentially. So my role was to, to go into a business that had been recently acquired and uh, put st- strategies and plans in place to, uh, to align it um, with, the, with the corporate values, etc., cetera, and, um, and to make some more money. So, um, so that's what I was doing. And uh, how long have you been with us for? Uh, yes, I joined uh, three years ago, coming up four now, I think, in uh, February. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So tell our audience, what attracted you to business consulting? I had a, a desire to, to not go back into a corporate role. I, I, I was a result of some restructuring that went on. And um, I had a, a goal not to, not to go back. My age also, you know, being mid-50s, um, I guess was difficult you know, when, when you get into general management positions. And I wanted a bit of flexibility in my life. Um, so I thought I'd try contracting. Um, I didn't pick up any contracts. And I, then I thought I'd follow up my network and try um, if I can do any, you know, any help with with anybody that I knew, and I found that I didn't have the, um, I guess, the pitch, the model. I didn't really understand how to acquire work. And then I saw um, this advert, David, for you and in the, in the business success program. And um, and I guess that that was the the catalyst for for opening the doors to a, a really good consulting career. Yeah, we have a lot of people come to us from ex corporate for any one of a dozen different reasons, and um, um, but they come to us a bit disillusioned from from being in corporate and wanting to do their own thing and be their own boss and all those sorts of things. So, what was your experience in your first six months? I mean, challenging. I, I, it, was, it was definitely challenging for me. As you know, David, I was a, a pretty slow starter. I got um, my first client within about six or eight weeks, I think, which, which wasn't the quickest, but, but it was, uh, that was fine. And I, I've still got that client today. And then it took me another eight or nine months, I think, to, to acquire my first and second so I think I went through my first year with with three clients on board. 
so it was a slow start um, I know but it was my second year I suppose that um, that things started happening and changing and um, a, lo- a lot of that was about me to be honest I just finished doing a podcast on that about um, what causes a slow start in the consulting world and it went out last Friday I think so it's number 32 or 33 I can't remember oh, yeah. but that's not exactly on that subject because we have people who who can do go and do five clients in the first month and people that takes three four five months to get their first client um, and um, and we've observed everybody that's ever been in the network and that's what the podcast's about we won't go into it now but uh, but uh, could you tell our listeners how you acquired clients in the beginning and how you get them now and whether there's a change in, in the method that you use? The clients in, in the beginning were, were purely through my own uh, generation of a prospect database. I'd drive around the, the local business districts, either pick up business cards from the, from the office um, or just do a bit of um, Google work to, to find out who the business owner was. So I, I, I just eyeballed the business, um, see whether it was suitable size, etc. find if there was a discrete owner, and then I would put that down our um, appointment setting system um, and see if we could um, acquire appointments through through our, you know the telesales process I guess the appointment setting process that we had yeah I, I'm just about to do a uh, do a podcast in a couple of weeks time on on telemarketing because we've got a lot of people around the world now and um, a couple of them in the United States um, have actually done some telemarketing and had some really good results and they've in fact had better results than we have ever had in New Zealand and Australia um, and I, I don't know what the cultural difference is, or I, I would have thought US would have been burnt out by now, but apparently not. So, um, so I, I've always ranked it about the middle, lower middle of methods to pick up clients, but it does appear that in some parts of the world it's, uh, it's probably, um, probably ranks at about a 7 out of 10 as opposed to a 4 or 5, so... Yeah, I mean, it worked. It worked for me. Um, I did try some walk-ins. Um, I was very comfortable walking in and, and acquiring a business card and saying, "Hey, I have someone from the office to give you a call and, and make an appointment." That sort of thing. But um, I found the the pressure of of trying to acquire, <laughs> of trying to sell on the spot. It was I had this whole mental block about selling. And um, now we're calling it influencing, not selling. Well, I, I don't even know whether it's influencing. I think the way that I, when I just done a discovery this morning, um, it's it's more about presenting an opportunity and seeing if that opportunity um, is of interest to both parties. That's definitely the way that I see it now. It's do I want this business as a client, and is there an opportunity to work together? Um, and if so, let's talk about it. You know. So it's a completely different mindset I've got now to to what we do and how we acquire clients than I I did back then in the in the rookie year, as it were. Okay. Now you've used the business success program um, more or less from the start. Can you describe to our listeners the benefits you've gained from um, using such a structured system? 
Yeah, well, as I said uh, at the start, I didn't understand how to to pitch, I suppose, to pitch or, or have any real understanding of what a consulting model may or may not look like. So the business success program, I mean, from from woe to go, from identifying a prospect or a lead to signing them up to putting the plan in place to managing the the meetings reviews you know owners relationships it, it's just a complete system and you know you follow the system and and you keep a client you that's basically what it is and um, I, um, I rigorously follow the, every step of the system and, um, and it works really well. Yeah, I'm like a stuck record, aren't I? I say, don't reinvent the wheel, don't reinvent the wheel. Like I'm, I, there's a, a, an invisible force out there of, of some people who, who try, to, try to change it all the time. And I'm saying, just don't leave it as it is. Leave it as it is, it works. Concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah, the process does work, David. And I'm, I'm responsible in our firm. I'm responsible for training the consultants that come on board. And um, yeah, we just, I just train to the system. <laughs> and um, and they go away as well prepared as, um, as I was. Um, and if not, a little bit more. But hey, yeah, well, that gives everybody a really good, good basis, I guess, too. To, to build their own businesses from. Could you tell our listeners how many clients you have today and, and, and quickly what type of businesses they are? I'm working with seven clients at the moment. I've got three clients that I guess form the core of my income um, and four clients that I've on a, on a monthly cycle with so they're smaller businesses. So the three, the three major ones I've got a, a kitchen bench top manufacturer, um, a, a hardwood flooring company that import and uninstall hardwood floors and I've got a big timber company that makes glue laminated beams and structures and things. I've got a small re small removals company, a little promotions company that does embroidery and, um, and things like that. I've got a startup business that is trying to promote, or we are promoting a, um, a sanitizing product and I've just signed a tire shop, auto tire shop, which is an interesting prospect. That's a pretty broad spread, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know whether there is such a thing as, a, as the right or wrong business to work in or industry to work in, it's just whatever's going on in that business um, that that they need some support with. And I don't mean support from a technical support, I mean a, a structure to work within that will improve their business. That's what we provide. That's really great. Can you tell our listeners, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about going negative now, um, what sort of client, how many client losses you've had and whether you could have done something to save them if you had your time again? I've lost four clients over my three years. One was a startup that didn't start up or 
Um, one was a very small sign company that, that ba basically the owner didn't do anything. We'd go through the, um, the you know the, pl the the planning process, the implementation meetings, and nothing was done. So it was a mutual thing. I said, "Hey, I'm not going to keep coming every week if if you don't do anything, and we just keep talking about the same thing. So either that changes, or we we don't, or we don't work together." I worked with a, a roll of line company where I, the owner was just a crook, to be honest. Um, didn't pay me, um, and he's still paying me off at 750 bucks a, a month. And um, and another business that I don't know, interest. It was just a pers interesting personality. It wasn't. Uh, I stayed. I stayed with them for over a year, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I didn't quite get on. You know. What would I have done differently? I. Hmm. Well, no. I mean, my my conscience is 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 clean. That clear that we we did what. We did. We, we went in with good intentions, and um, for various reasons, it didn't work out. Okay. Um, jumping back to back on the positive side again, could you give our listeners a couple of examples of how you've helped your clients to build a better business? The uh, we've got a, a couple of testimonial videos on our on our website. On the Oxygen Eight website, and that really graphically describes some of the benefits that you know of the business success program on these businesses. And on one um, in particular, my hardwood flooring company, who are on there, they had um, not been making a lot of money, and also they had a desire to start importing their own timber flooring product from China because they had a belief that there was some extra margin etc to be had and it soon became obvious to me that by adding another revenue stream um, they'd start making significant um, increases in profit and the reason being that in New Zealand, it is very, very difficult to get tradespeople. So it's very, very difficult to get um, flooring installers. And they had a few, but, but nowhere near enough to satisfy you know, the potential of the market. So their limitation was getting flooring installers. So to increase revenue, we had to do something else. So we started importing timber and selling it to other flooring installers. And that had a dramatic difference, you know, to the profitability of the business. Oh, it became an import, importer distributor. Yeah, and it had a, a dramatic business on the lives of the owners. And when you watch that video yeah. that we've got on the website, and that graphically describes the, the the impact that you can have on on a person, on on a family, and it's just incredible. I'll just stop you there for a second and just want to say to everybody that uh, Paul's done a very good job on on his firm's website with customer or client testimonials and you should go and have a, a look at those and it's www.oxygen8 with a number 8 at the end .co.nz or is it .com? No, it's .co.nz, yeah. 
oxygen.co.is. So oxygen, one word, eight next to it. Uh, oxygen at number eight.co.nz. Hey, we're just going to have a break for a minute now, and uh, we'll be back right after the break. Have you ever thought about using your past business or corporate experience to help others in business by becoming a business consultant, coach, or advisor? If so, there's an opportunity to enter the world of business consulting with a complete system ready for you to run with called ConsultX. If you're a business consultant, coach, or advisor, or interested in becoming one, then you should check out ConsultX. ConsultX is an online consulting program that helps an engaged community of like-minded people. So all the training tools and support that you need to become a successful business consultant are ready for you when and how you want to consume them all in one place. Find out more now by visiting consultx.com slash fire. That's consultx.com slash fire. You can also check out their podcast, Everything Business Consulting, to help you get started. So we're back now. Uh, Paul, using the Consultx Business Success Program, what's been the average lifetime of your clients? Um, well, one's three years. Average lifetime... Sorry, I'm just looking at the list I've got here. I would say 18 months, two years. Um, but I don't, as I go forwards, I don't envisage losing any. <laughs> so you know, it could be five or six years if I carry on. It, yep. It's the, the, the program itself becomes the way that the business operates. So to not have the program that have a there'd be a fundamental change in the way that the the business operated because we're in essentially putting the governance structure on top and that becomes fundamental to the to the way that the business works so I find it really yeah um, difficult to understand why these businesses would want to well unless they're sold it or so you know something or um, because we we've got I'm basically an employee in the, you know not in the strictest term but but I'm part of the team um, so I don't see that um, Touchwood I'd be losing any of these clients very quickly yeah um, that's the consensus of most people in the network is that uh, you become part of the furniture um, you bring the systems the tools and the processes that they don't have uh, and and you become kind of bolted into it so uh, you'd have to do something really bad or as you said the business would sell which could possibly unhinge that and um, and, and cause a termination I think. Um, tell our listeners a bit about your lifestyle as a consultant today when compared to the nine to five or eight to seven um, corporate environment that you're in. used to be pretty good um, until I started a firm. <laughs> I used to um, I mean, my goal when I went through training was to have six clients um, and have meetings on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one in the morning each, every other week. And that, that is still very much doable. So that would give me a week's work and a week's, you know, more, more flexibility. Um, in, in reality, um, it sort of works like that. I do, do um, channel the... Um, the, the, the work you know sort of that way um, but I mean every week I make time for myself to go for a run go to the gym go home go sailing have a long weekend um, just come back from 
three weeks sailing around Croatia and you just bump the client meetings out and you've got good enough relationships with these clients to say hey guys we're gonna to have to skip this month I'll catch you next month and um, and you keep in touch via email and things anyway um, my wife is still in corporate and looks at my lifestyle with great envy you know the flexibility that I have um, and I said that uh, up until we started the firm and then the firm's taken up a lot of that slack time now developing that just to clarify for everybody, Paul is working with uh, two other um, people in our network and they're building a, um, a consulting firm in Auckland, New Zealand. So, so um, um, I suppose a lot of his spare time that he would have had by himself is going into building the firm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's my choice. and that's. Um, but other than that, I mean, the, the beauty of what we do is that well around your client meetings you other than that you, you you're flexible as to as to what you what you spend your time on and uh, that can either be you know developing other interests like our firm or it can be going sailing or skiing or it, it, one of the um, we just had a conference here in new zealand and one of the um the senior consultants got up at the end of the conference and he described one of his recent working days. Is it okay if I I, I relate that to you? He um, he lives in Queenstown, and uh, that had a really really nice dump of snow um, on a Tuesday night, I think it was. You know, him and his wife got up eight o'clock in the morning, and they did the first run of the day uh, down the ski fields. So they were, um, you know taking the virgin snow as it was, did, did their runs up and down and he was back in, in his office at 12.30 uh, ready to go for the day. So you make this story as a, as a, you know, a perfect working day, so beat that. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, have, a, um, have you got some advice for our listeners that there, there's always around the whole world probably millions of people, uh, men and women, who are thinking about becoming a business consultant, but they, they're they unsure how to enter the consulting profession. Can you give our listeners a bit of advice, if they're one of them? Well, I think that the, the thing for me was that, you know, joining, um, you know, and aligning with the Business Success Program gave me the breakthrough that I just wouldn't have had. I. I didn't understand the the demands of a of a small business owner and the benefits that having you know someone alongside side could have. Um, so I mean, one of the the big thing, the big changes for me was that I had to come to terms with believing absolutely that what we do is needed and absolutely benefits small business owners and as soon as you get that in your head that these business owners are better with you than without you you'll be successful because it just comes from a belief that um, that's what it is that's what it's about and to close this interview, could you give our listeners a couple of gold nuggets of advice that'll help them in their consulting career? 
I um, just went through, as I say, the training um, recently, and we've got a great program, and we should stick to it. But in the first few months, it is also really important that we find something to make a difference, something that will prove that what what we're doing to the business owner is is of benefit. I've seen a couple of cases where we go through, we build a plan, you know, we start we we start all that process, and 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 there's something glaringly obvious that we could have or should have done that would have made a an immediate impact and typically it's around pricing or quoting systems or productivity or or something like that so i I'd, I'd recommend that you really quickly get your head around what some of the early wins might be and um, <clears throat> and it might it might not be something financial it might be something just visible mm -hmm. It might be a new staff uniform or cleaning up the office or whatever it might be, but make it appear that you're having some sort of immediate impact. Um, because I think that gets over this hay where we're paying out, you know, however many thousand dollars a month, and all this guy's doing is talking to us and asking us questions. You know, we're not actually doing anything. So it's really important to do something in the first first few months is is one of them, and then um, I think I said before this thing about perhaps I didn't say it, but the nine, I I use a ninety day goals um, process, so every ninety days we just recheck and we set ourselves some goals for the next ninety days. So ninety days is a nice chunk of three months. And we break it down, and there might be two or three major yep. projects that we're going to advance in that time. They're kind of milestones, and, really, aren't they? Yeah, ex exactly, exactly. So, um, but every three months, it gives us an opportunity to to reassess where did we get to with our milestones that we we planned for the last three months. Give ourselves a bit of a mark, and then say, right, let's go on for the next three months. What are the next things we're going to do? So that just shortens everything up and it means that we get progress you know things do do get ticked off because I mean uh, we all know that we have great aspirations about things we're going to do in the short term but we don't always achieve everything that we want in the short term but over the long term it's amazing what you get done exactly yeah and, and just imagine before you went into the business, um, they were doing nothing like this. They were just drifting along, really. And, um, and now all of a sudden they've got a course of direction and you're holding them accountable for uh, hitting those milestones along the way. Yeah, that's so true, David. And that's something that um, I talk to the, you know, the new consultants about is that we've no idea about what the environment in that business was before we went along. So don't assume anything. You know, just <laughs> assume that what we're doing is um, is having fantastic benefit, and and they're seeing a change because because there will be a change just just for the fact that we're there. You know, and if things are not happening as quick as you'd like, well, keep it progressing. But but remember that as you yeah, said, there was nothing happening before. 
Okay, Paul, well, th thanks for that frank and interesting interview. I'm sure our listeners will have gained a hell of a lot from it. So thanks very much. My pleasure, David. If you're a business consultant, coach, or advisor, or interested in becoming one, then you should check out the Consult X Business Success Program. Find out more today by visiting consultx.com slash fire, and be sure to subscribe to their podcast, Everything Business Consulting.